Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hard in My Take, the number one podcast on the dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and today, Michael Brown, we've got some, it's a rough show. The Rockets were 0-2 since our last show Monday, but it's always a pleasure to talk Rockets basketball with you, my friend. Oh, that's the absolute truth, Mr. Brenner. And quite honestly, what's going on off the court may be as uh, upsetting, worrisome as what's going on on the court. So we have a full show for our wonderful listeners, both on the court and off the court today, I imagine. Absolutely. And since we... Last had our show Monday. The Rockets played Tuesday afternoon against the Spurs, who were in must-win territory. They got it done, 123-105, giving the Rockets their second loss in the bubble. That game, no James Harden for the Rockets. So, obviously, the Rockets were not... It wasn't a huge surprise that the Rockets lost that game. And then, of course, you got yesterday's game, 
a 108-104 loss to the Indiana Pacers. And in that game, no Russell Westbrook, no Daniel House for the Rockets. Now, Russell Westbrook would not have played yesterday's game because it was the second half of a back-to-back he played on Tuesday. But it turned out that Russell Westbrook underwent MRI sometime yesterday, and it revealed a strain in his quad. Not good news for the Rockets. It comes at arguably the worst time imaginable, other than the middle of a playoff series. But, Mike, this is not good news for the Houston Rockets. Uh, I do find it very intriguing that so he didn't play against the Spurs. No, wait, he did play against the Spurs. He, right? against the Spurs. he didn't play against the um, he didn't play against the Kings, I believe, Here's, or or the Lakers. Here, there, there's some conflicting. This is when I hate Twitter, right? There are times if you have a Twitter account, it's like being in a relationship. There are days where you just love it, and there are days you just can't stand it, and you just want to delete it and move on with your life, right? Because I've seen a couple different ways to interpret this. Number one, if he was really that hurt, would he have played against the Spurs? I don't think so. I think it happened against the Spurs. That's my guess. Yeah. And I think he. I think what happened was he played against the Spurs, woke up, it was a little bit sore, and the Rockets are looking at it right now like, look, send him for an MRI, see what happens. My my wor- a scale of one to ten, how worried I am about Russell Westbrook playing in a potential playoff series. About a six. I I, I don't like. I got to see if I can find the the quote and if you can beat me to it. It was D'Antoni uh, when they they asked uh, they asked D'Antoni about Westbrook and his first words were, "We hope." That's never a good thing if your coach says that. Like, we hope for the best, or, you know, we're, we're hoping this. We have to reevaluate. It, let's put it this way. If, if Russell Westbrook misses any amount of time in a playoff series, we're done. We're dead, is, how, is my initial feel. I wouldn't put it as like that, especially against Oklahoma City. I think, I think Oklahoma City is still beatable, even without Russ. Obviously, it's going to be a little more difficult. Against the Lakers, I'd have a little bit more of a concern. However, it doesn't look good with Russ. And I've done my research over on this injury. And the biggest concern with this kind of injury is it gets to a point where you rupture it. Because rupturing your quad is maybe one of the worst injuries you can have. And it's in the same category as tearing your ACL or breaking your leg completely. Victor Oladipo most recently is a good example of someone recently who got this injury. He ruptured it in January of 2019 and did not play a single NBA game until January 2020. So that would put the Rockets further back and would totally ruin the franchise. That's a franchise-altering injury right there if, if it goes from bad to worse. Now, he sat last week's game against the Lakers with a bruised quad. And it's the, to my understanding, it's the same quad in which he has the strain. So it's something that, you know, he's felt a little rusty for a little while now. But now that they've done the MRI, 
they've confirmed that there is a strain there. So I think it is possible that the Rocket staff has been looking at this over the past couple of days, and they've just noticed that, you know, obviously we can't play him right now. So I think that there is hope, but there is also, you know, we have to prepare ourselves here because what might happen is Russ – I think there's a chance Russ might not play in the first round series. I we're not, we're not beating Oklahoma City without Russ Westbrook. I don't see it. I I don't like what I saw from Eric Gordon today. I get it's his first game back. This team is not shooting the three ball well right now. They're not. You know, and in Gordon, you know what's really was was surprising after the game today. It's such a wide range of emotions, right? I want to see somebody. James Harden played his, his tail off today. Now, this game, if you ask me, do I want the – would you – okay, let me pose this to you before I answer. If you're a Rockets fan, should you have wanted them to win the game today to get the three seed, guaranteed to play Utah in this first round, but then you have to play the Clippers in the second round or lose the game today – you have to play the Thunder in the first round, but you get to play the Lakers in the second round. Which route are you going? I would rather take the Thunder-Lakers route if if I knew I had Russell Westbrook there. Yeah. Now, that's, that's the issue now, because Russ is not guaranteed to play against the Thunder. One of the benefits today was he was on the bench. Part of me thinks if this was as bad as people are making it out to be, you really think he would have been at the game today? For who? Westbrook. I mean... I mean, looking at him throughout the game, I mean, he didn't look like a guy who was worried that the rest of his season is done. Yeah, yeah. but also I think that he doesn't... I think that he doesn't know um, enough about it yet. And I think that Russ is not going to give, like, he's not going to give a poker face because if he were to give off the feeling that his season was over, that gives Oklahoma City this confidence that they, you know, may or may not uh, have for a potential first-round series. To me, I think it's just... It's all hypotheticals at this point, and we'll know before the playoffs start what his status is. They will update him over the weekend. And to my understanding, with the playoffs starting Monday, the Rockets will likely get their first game either Monday or Tuesday. And that would mean, so if you're looking to rest him for two weeks, it's been one week since he last played basketball. So if game one was Tuesday, they probably played three week, three games. It's probably a two-week rest period. And I know Russ is not going to – it's a tough situation because it's the beginning of the playoffs. And not only is it the beginning of the playoffs, it's the beginning of the playoffs against your former team. That has so much added motivation to it. And yet again, the Rockets – find themselves in a first-round matchup with the Thunder that has so many storylines that 
are not just on the court. And you know Russ wants to play, so he's going to do everything that he can in his power to not miss a single game. And the, the strain might be serious enough to where he has to miss a game, but I think Russ, just the, the adrenaline, the moment is going to be enough to say, you know what, like, I can get through this, and he'll play. Yeah. And it's worrisome because what if he re-enders it? That yeah. is, but that you don't want to rush it back. But also, your season's on the line now, Mike. Yeah. These games mean something now. It's not like you can just give up a game willy-nilly anymore. Well, here's the thing, is that you can't worry about re-injuring it. You know, you, you can't. You know, if that was the case, then why, then why did you bring back Eric Gordon today? If that was the case, P.J. Tucker has played, according to D'Antoni and his presser after the game, that he's been playing with an injury all year. You're, you're, they, they take a chance every time they step on the court, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, quite my I should have said at the beginning of the show, my initial thought is without Westbrook, they're dead. Do I think they can beat Oklahoma City without Russell Westbrook? Oh man! I, well, if I, if I had to put money on it, I would I would put money on the Thunder because I think seven sh- games of, I mean, who's your uh, Eric Gordon and, and Austin Rivers and God forbid Chris Clements has to play in, in a major spot and guard Chris Paul? No, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, we didn't think Michael Frazier was going to get any time, and and look at the last. Couple games, then the third guy off the bench. Yeah, that that's a really scary thought, um, but that's a, a different story for a different segment, I guess. Um, it's it's hard news, but I let me put it this way: if I had to put money on Russell West, if we play the Thunder in the first round, until I'm proven otherwise, Russell Westbrook is going to play. There's I don't see him missing t- a, a game against his old team. I just don't see it. So, the, the news today did not get me crazy enough to think that his season is over just yet because no, I don't think it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's like that. But what I think the Rockets have to do here is they, they do need to be a little bit cautious here because Russell Westbrook's played what three, four games since three, four like legit games since he started since in the last three, four months. You can't rush these injuries back. These injuries are expected to happen. And you just really don't want to re-injure it. And I know you you can't play in fear of getting injured because that's just not a way to play to the basketball. That's not a way to play basketball. And you played Eric Gordon today. So to me, that's a sign, at least from Eric Gordon, that says, you know, hey, they're willing to put him out there in a game that, and it doesn't really mean a whole lot. I mean, yes, the Rockets have something to play for today, but, I mean, not a whole lot. It's not like their season was on the line today, yet they still played in. They still played Harden. So, to me, that was a sign of good faith, at least with Eric Gordon, that he'll be okay for the playoffs. And Russell Westbrook wasn't going to play the game today anyway. I wouldn't expect him to play too many minutes on Friday, regardless of whether or not he had an injury. And on Friday, the Rockets shouldn't be playing anybody, to be honest. They have absolutely nothing to play for on Friday. And they'll know exactly where they stand in the, in the scheme of things. 
So, because they are the last game. They're the Week 17 Sunday Night Football. So, the Rockets should simply just get out the guys and let them you know, shoot around for 48 minutes. That's really all that I can say. It's playoffs now at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to play on Friday with Dan Tony. Um, nobody, nobody matters. I mean, nobody should play. I, I hope they don't play. Um, I mean, just touching on the game today, I mean, they just, I don't know what it is. I, something rubbed me the way wrong, the way that they looked today. I don't know if you got the same feeling. I watched the majority of the game. Harden was fantastic. Austin Rivers, one of nine. Uh, Covington got his shot back a little bit, which was good. Ben McLemore, two of eight, only had seven points. I mean, Gordon was one of nine from three. They just looked disinterested today. I mean, maybe it, the bubble is getting to them. I don't know. But they no, just, they're, interested, they're just interested because they don't have anything to play for. They weren't like this when they were playing Milwaukee and uh, yeah, the Lakers. That's, and That's a really good point. So... I think the Rockets at this point are just going through the motions, getting ready for the playoffs. And they've been in that mode for a, for a little while now. So to me, I wouldn't read too much into these last two games. What I will, especially the San Antonio game, because the San Antonio game, the look, look, you're not playing two of your starters, openly not playing two of your starters. If they really wanted to win the game today, they would have, they would play Daniel house and they probably would have won because the whole scheme of the Rockets and they didn't look they had a good chance to win the game today they were only they only lost the game by four they were leading you know in the third quarter at some point so I think the issue with t- today yes the shooting was really off 37 percent from the field 28 percent from downtown but I, I think that's the one thing you can pick on and so let's pick on it the, the problem with playing just Harden or just Westbrook, which is the two that we've seen in the last two days, is when you only have one of those guys taking the bulk of the attention, it gives it forces the attention to go elsewhere as well. So that's why you see Ben McLemore have good games. That's why you have see Robert Covington break out for good games. That's why you see Austin Rivers break out for big games. But today you don't have that. And it could have just been a poor shooting day, honestly, Mike. Eric Gordon, get back in the swing of things, let him do what he does. But, I mean, Jeff Green was 0-4. That's very uncharacteristic of what we've seen from Uncle Jeff lately. Uh, Austin Rivers, one of nine from the field, very uncharacteristic of him. Ben McLemore, two of eight. We've seen better from him. And it's a back-to-back also. And they're playing in a day where... You know, they're not really used to playing a game at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, their, their rituals and all that might be just off. So, I wouldn't read too much into these games. They're not too important in the grand scheme of everything. But, yes, you, you need to shoot the three ball better. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of over the bubble games, too. Uh, I mean... It's time to, to get ready for Monday. The best news of the day is that James Harden looks to be just playing out of his mind right now. 
And yeah. James Harden is going to be a problem for the Thunder. James Harden is, is, is balling right now. That none of these issues that we're talking about, and that's great news for Rockets fans. And I know there's going to be people that, that come at us and they'll say, well, it's not the playoffs yet, so you know, he's not going to choke yet. Well, go look at his numbers. He doesn't choke in the playoffs. Um, his problem is guys like Eric Gordon. Is Eric Gordon going to show up in the playoffs? I don't know. They also didn't have Daniel House today. Um, so that's also something to, to watch for. Last place today, I think the Rockets win. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this on, on Sunday, you know, the, the show we do over the weekend. I'm so intrigued at what the rotation is going to be. And if Mike D'Antoni is just an evil genius and just has us all fooled, or if he's actually going to play Michael Frazier in a rotation in the playoffs. Well, let's get to the rotation. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the rotation and what a rotation without Russ looks like. Because that is, is a reality that we might have to face with no Russ. So let's, let's look at it. So obviously Harden is starting. You think? Uh, my hunch tells me that it's going to happen. It might not, but my yeah. hunch says it's going to happen. And then obviously you have... Obviously, you have uh, PJ and Covington in the front court. Then he gets to the 2-3 spot, and yet again, we're faced with a, a bit of an unknown. There are four guys that could possibly start with Eric Gordon, Ben McLemore, Daniel House, and Austin Rivers. But which two would you insert in there, and which two would you have coming off the bench, Mike? Eric Gordon stinks right now. It's, um, it's, it's a fair assessment, yeah. And it's not all of his fault. I, I don't put this on him. But you and I have talked about this at length before. You were hurt. You came out today. Dude, you were one of nine from three. Which tells me one of two things. Either you're just trying to shoot your way out of it, which I'm okay with. If that's what you're doing, or you have no you're you have no game awareness. Like if you're one of five, one of six, something has to trigger in your mind, like, okay, it's time to start driving to the bucket. Which he looked explosive today. Yes, he did. At the very beginning of the game, there was, I think, one drive where yeah. um, in particular, I think he did he go I can't remember if he went to the line for that one, but he looked real like he didn't look like an injury was bothering him. No. If I had to pick a five without Russ, Harden, Covington, Tucker, House, and Macklemore. Tucker, House, Macklemore. So you'd have Eric Gordon and Jeff Green coming off the bench with Austin Rivers. Yes. I think Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff coming off the bench, I think is key for you. And Austin Rivers, too. Austin Rivers has to be that catalyst, that game manager, playmaker off of the bench. Um, McLemore's look great. And if you're not going to have Russ, you have to have that wild card in your, in your, uh, in your starting lineup. You know, you have to, you know, create points any way that you can and having Ben McLemore on the court does that more times than not. So I went back into the basketball reference here and I tried looking up a game where Eric Gordon was healthy 
and Russell Westbrook sat out. And the starting five was, this was February 24th against the Knicks. The Rockets started Harden, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, Tucker, and Covington, which if history looks at it, that's what, that's the starting five I would expect. Macklemore, Rivers, Green off the bench, and those five start. But how much confidence can you have in Eric Gordon, a guy that has only played 20 minutes of actual NBA basketball in four months in a playoff series? That is what is concerning to me. And I'm sure he'll get plenty of time on Friday to get all these jitters out and to shoot himself out of this funk that he's been in. That is what Friday should be designed for. Harden should not see the court. It should simply be Eric Gordon being the best player out there, getting his mojo back. That's what the Rockets need to do on Friday. And for for that sake, the whole rest of the team. I don't care if you go out there and lose by 50. At least you're giving yourself a chance for each guy to get into their rhythm. Harden has proven today he don't need no more rhythm, don't need no more reps. He is perfectly good to go for the Thunder series beginning next week. But I'm not and, – and to be honest, I would say Daniel House is in that boat. I would say P.J. Tucker, for the most part, in that boat. I would say, for the most part, after today, not sure if Rivers is in there yet, even though he proved that, you know, not two games ago that he definitely is capable. I like Austin. I mean, I, I'm I like sure Rivers. will get some run on, on Friday. Maybe as with, like, the first unit. Yeah. But I would expect Gordon to start only because, yes, he has the experience, but that is very concerning, Mike, that Eric Gordon is coming in with, you know, he'll probably play something like 25 minutes on Friday, so it'll be about 45 minutes of game action in four months and in a game that really doesn't matter. So... We only have to hope that Eric Gordon's clut gene just comes out for the playoffs. And to be fair, there have been times, we've talked about it in length before, there have been times throughout Eric Gordon's career in Houston where people have counted him out, where people have, you know, he's been through slumps, but when the playoffs come, he, he presses the right button. And, and they, need, they need him to. Without him. More now than ever, especially with Russ out. I mean, without without Gordon, this team is thin. This team is thin already. I, well, it's okay that they're thin. That's not really the issue, in my opinion. Well, it's an issue for me if you, if you go down with, you know, if Westbrook, if you, you're one injury away from being in a bind, and you're in a bind, right? It, with no Russell Westbrook, you are in a a cluster, you know what, in a bind. Especially if your third most important offensive guy and Eric Gordon is not playing well. If Eric Gordon plays on Friday, it's a lose lose for the Rockets because oh, I, I disagree. Well, if he plays and he plays well, then it's okay, whatever. He played well in a game that doesn't matter. You put him out there one game. Uh, one game removed from missing two weeks, it's a risk. Yeah. I don't know if I, I agree with you. I think they need to play him to get to allow him to work himself out of his funk, but it's a risk. It's and it's a higher risk for a guy like him because of what he just went through less than a week ago. 
It is. So, so we, we can't just assume the risk. We have to, if, if they didn't feel like the risk was worth it today, he wouldn't have played today. If yeah. They, and maybe they played him today because they didn't want him to play the very last game. But to me, that doesn't make sense. I think they just played him today because he was ready today. Just give Eric Gordon some time, and I'll tell you it works. The only issue is the Rockets might not have enough time. There is no time. I mean, what time? It's Exactly. Yeah, they're running out of time. And we said this, I think, on the last podcast or the previous one. The Rockets got nine guys that will see a strong load of minutes. And Russ is one of them. So if you take out Russ, the, his minutes and his production will be distributed almost evenly amongst four or five of other people. The Rockets need about three guys, at least one of Harden and Westbrook, and then two, at least one of the remaining starters. So that would be Covington, Tucker, and Daniel House. And then someone off the bench, either Rivers, Green, or McLemore, that needs to have a good game. If you can get one of the guys from the bench one of the non-Harden Westbrook starters, and then one of Harden and Westbrook. There you go. But Russ, what he does, he makes the rest of the team better because of the way that he operates, the way he goes in transition, the way he spaces the floor, the way he runs the offense helps the team around him. And that is your big loss, is that Russ helps the team in ways that you don't see on the box score. So my concern, if Russ doesn't play, is it's going to put more attention on Harden, which will make it more difficult for Harden to be able to produce at the level that he needs to. And there's going to be more attention for everybody else because they need to give more production. And like what happened today might happen to the Rockets. Look, Harden had 45 points. And the rest of the team had 59. The rest of the team needs to score about 90 if the Rockets want to win, I think. The Rockets want to guarantee themselves a win. With Westbrook, they need to score about 80, 90 points. And they only got 50. They only got 60 today. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough today. You, you talked me off of the ledge a little bit with it being really a game that doesn't mean all that much, but there are definitely warning signs that this team is not ready for the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be ready. I, I do. No, I, do. I Is that the Thunder are going to be ready too? And at that point, it's a coin flip. And let me ask you a quick question. Part me, of it being, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask you a quick question. Ask me a quick question. If the Rockets play the Oklahoma City Thunder, how many minutes does Tyson Chandler play? None. The Rockets will lose. They're not going to beat Oklahoma City without playing him against Stephen oh. Adams because Stephen Adams will dominate this series. I'm, I'm telling you right now. But, Mike, that we've talked about this. He's not going to play. Well, As much as you want him to play, he's not going to. Okay. I was just checking in. This but, is more like a, like a weekly check-in. You know, as we get closer, and if we're playing, right. keep, keep checking in, and you're gonna get the same answer. <laughs> it's fine. 
No but problem. Back at the last game the Rockets played with the Thunder, it was MLK Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen Adams barely played, so that's not a good example. Um, but also, yeah, the Rockets, this Rockets nucleus, the non, uh, the Covington five-out system has not played a game with Covington. And look, I think the fact that they're not having to play in Oklahoma City definitely helps. But my concern is this. Chris Paul knows the Rockets really well. In turn, Russell Westbrook also knows the Thunder very well. So that, in a way, could be a push. And the advantages there are obsolete because they were good for each other. It's only poetic, I feel like, that they're playing each other in the first round. How bad is it that there's no fans for this? This would have been... Oh, yeah. This would have been a dogfight. It, it, would, it would have been the loudest the arena's ever been. Oh. And the... Yeah. The scary part is defensively, without Westbrook, against Oklahoma City. Because Chris Paul, I mean... Like, okay, let's go with the lineup that we had that we just talked about, or I gave. I mean, who covers Paul? Is it James Harden? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I know. P.J. Tucker's going to have to cover either Gallinari or, or, well, either Gallinari or Gillis Alexander would be my guess. I don't think you can afford to have P.J. Tucker on Chris Paul. And I think that's another problem that has gotten worse over the past couple weeks is, or not past couple weeks, past couple games, P.J. Tucker just looks tired, man. Like, he just looks physically just tired. Is that... He also went down today, too. Yeah, he went down hard today. And and uh, and D'Antoni acknowledged after the game... Fine. Yeah, I mean, but he acknowledged after the game he's been dealing with something all year. We speculated where was the fact that he was going up against just guys that are bigger, stronger than him, night in, night out, going to be an issue. I think all year, Mike, they most of the season, there was a four-month offseason in the middle of the year. But he's still playing out of position. But, like, is he still dealing with this thing that he had four months to heal from? No, but I think the fact that he's not, going up. I don't know if I buy that story totally. Um... I think it could have been something that he had at the end of the season. The he was unsure of if the season was going to come back, and he just didn't have whatever it is taken care that of. Doesn't sound like PJ Tucker to me. Well, I I don't know. I, I I tend to agree with you. I think it's just him getting beaten up night in and night out, and his body can't take it. Maybe it's like a, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. He's all, I mean, but he's also, I mean, he's not a young chicken, you know, like he's not a guy who, you know, this is not a chicken either. (laughs) That's true. I get what you mean, but you know, he's he's not a young hatchling, if you will. He, uh, (laughs) you know, he's been playing professional basketball for a long time. Yes. Uh, 35 years old. And this is, and this is why I just bring it up is, uh, I mean, the, the Thunder are 2-1 and one against the Rockets this year. And I know it's unfair for us to speculate that it's definitively the Thunder. It's probably going to be the Thunder. It's probably it, – look, the Jazz play tonight against the Spurs, who yeah. are playing for their lives. 
tonight. Saying yeah. it's going to be Oklahoma City. If it isn't, this will. If we don't play Oklahoma City, this will be the last episode of Hard My Take. That's how much money I'm willing to put it on. Yeah, I thought you were just looking for a reason to shut down Hard My Take, but <laughs> no. I, I look. You're there's a lot of you know another aspect of this going up against the Thunder is, and he's back healthy. Notoriously, the Oklahoma City Thunder have one of the better defenders for James Harden on their roster. And that's Andre uh, Roberson. Roberson. You know, also, so Roberson hasn't played a whole lot. He hasn't played a whole lot, but he's played enough that you, you and I both know that Billy Donovan is going to be going to him, saying, "Hey, man, you know, we we're going to need you in this spot." The idea of going up against him, Stephen Adams, Gallinari, uh, Shea Gillis Alexander, Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder had a great game against the Rockets last time. Now Austin Rivers didn't play, uh, but they haven't played against the the you know the five out system that the Rockets have. Chris Paul against Russell Westbrook, you know James Harden against the Thunder. I mean this this is going to be if not the best first round series, it would be one of the two best first round series. Yeah. In addition to the Lakers and the and the Blazers, which you and I'll have a, a steak dinner bet on that one. I think you're going to go one way and I'm going to go another. So, go for that. But at that point, that series doesn't matter if the Rockets can't get out of this series. For sure. Which, Absolutely. But Andre Roberson has played five out of the six games so far. They're playing one right now. Maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. But, um, oh, and, and he, he didn't play back-to-back, so that makes sense. So he's played in bits and pieces of every game. He hasn't played more than 15 minutes. So maybe that's hope that we won't see a whole lot of Roberson. And also, Roberson's still getting very acclimated to the game itself. So maybe it isn't best for uh, Harden on Roberson. The idea of Roberson does sound very uh, frightening. But maybe, maybe that's not who we're going to get. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm, just, I'm, I'm holding my breath that everything – is okay with with Westbrook. Uh, I tend to be more of an optimistic kind of guy, so I'm going to stay positive until I'm proven otherwise. The Thunder are a team, though, that on my list of teams that I would want to see in the first round is pretty close to the bottom of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just... They're tough. They don't have much of a bench to be, you know... To be honest with you, but their five is is good, man. And their five is really good. Gillis Alexander, Gallinari, Schroeder, Paul, Stephen Adams, and then off the bench you have guys like Nerlens Noel, uh, Diallo uh, is having a nice year for them. Um, I, it's I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot to unpack, but this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in for this episode. Be sure to listen to all of our episodes and not miss a single episode by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to Harden My Take. Be sure to also follow the Dream Shape on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Give us a like on Facebook if you're over there and check out all of our content at thedreamshake.com. We've got you covered on all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com through these playoffs. And Michael Brown, throw down the Twitter handle that you have. Uh, you can find me at UH Big Red Hat Guy.
you age big red hat guy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. For our next episode, we will be previewing the first round series, likely against the Thunder, maybe against the Jazz, probably not against the Jazz, but we will have Editor-in-Chief Darren Uvin part of the podcast. Might throw in some more surprises there as well. It's definitely a podcast you're not going to want to miss. The day in which the series begins is when the podcast will be released. So if game one is Monday, you will get that episode Monday morning. If the episode is Tuesday, you will get that episode Tuesday morning. So be sure to tune into that. Thank you so much for tuning this episode. Until next time, go Rockets.